Welcome to Zero to Rockstar Coaching Business, the podcast for coaches that want to bring consistent clients into their orbit. I'm your host, Leanne Sia, business coach and hype woman, ready to help you step into your big deal energy and close the gap between qualifying as a coach and creating the impact, income and freedom that you know you're meant to have. Let's do this. Hi, Erica. Welcome to Zero to Rockstar Coaching Business. I am so excited to have you on my podcast in front of me because not only are you an incredible coach and mentor to me, but you are also in in Colorado, which is like, are you six hours behind me, Erica? Probably about six hours. <laughs> I appreciate you so much for coming on this. And I just know that we are going to have an absolutely phenomenal conversation about what it actually takes to get your coaching business off the ground. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for this invite. You're literally one of my most favorite humans and um, this is going to be such a great convo. It is. So let's start at the beginning. You and I actually trained with the same coaching academy, right? Which it's that I love that we're in sync with that. You were about, we were just talking about like three or four years ahead of me. When was it that you actually trained to be a coach, Erica? I started my coach, my coach training in October of 2016. Wow. So you're an OG girl. I was one of the OGs. Yeah. I think the, the academy was like two or three years old at that time. So it was very new. And tell me about what led you to become a coach. Cause you worked in corporate for a long time, right? I did. I worked in corporate for a long time. I always had this draw to, I was always a personal development junkie though. And I always knew from a very young age that I was here to make a difference in the world. I didn't know how, but I knew that I was here to make a difference in some way, shape or form. So I actually, I did go to university and study psychology. Like I think a lot of us do. And I, I was going to go on and get my master's degree in counseling, but I just honestly, I thought about it and I really was, I had the travel bug at the time and I wanted to travel and whatever. So I ended up getting into corporate recruitment which took me down to Australia. And I lived there and did recruitment for quite a while. And I just, I think also like a lot of people after years of working, you know, 12 hours a day and slaving away for the man and really feeling like I was wasting my life away. And I was earning millions of dollars for a company that already had millions of dollars. And I hit total burnout. I was like, what is the point of my life? I, I'm not doing what I'm here to do. And at that point, I went and saw a life coach. I think I was 28 at the time. And she, I had an amazing series with her. And after that, I actually quit my job. I left Australia and spent a year backpacking around the world to kind of just shorten that story. I ended up getting a, a master's degree in nonprofit management because I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world. And I wanted to start my own business and become a coach. But everyone told me, you're never going to earn a living doing that. Wow. <laughs> I bet those people want to eat their hat now because OMG, Erica's at like seven figures or more. <laughs> I love that. I know. So I listened to them and I was like, yeah, they're right. I'm getting ready to get married. We're going to want to start a family. I need to have a real job. I knew I couldn't go back to corporate. So I moved into the not-for-profit industry, got a master's degree in nonprofit management and took a six-figure salary cut to $29,000 a year, Leanne, is what I was earning. They were getting their money's worth then. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know, but then five years later, it was the same thing. I was building someone else's dream. I was doing all this work for another organization and I, I wasn't using my, my own gifts. And it took a cancer diagnosis for me to really be like, hey, you are here to do something different. You have this calling. You're not paying attention to it. What is it going to take? 
well, let me almost kill you. And that was a turning point for me. It was like, I really needed to, at that point, let go of everything in my life that was absolutely not serving me and focus on building it up in a way where everything in my life was aligned with who I was. And that's been almost an eight-year process now. Um, And I just did another recording a minute ago or an hour ago and was like, I finally feel like I've kind of landed on the other side of that now. It's been a journey, but that was really what finally like hit me to sign up for the life certification and start my business. That's one hell of an alignment story. The universe was like, girl, you've got to align your life with what the hell you actually want. Yeah, it literally took me thinking that I was going to die to actually really start to live. And I think you hear that a lot and it doesn't make sense until you're in that position, but I would never be here today where I am had I not had that cancer uh, experience. Wow. Thank God you're here, Erica. And you're a, you are a survivor. And I've obviously been following you for years now. I've worked with you. I've worked for you. Like, And when I see you in the magazines you've been in, you've been in Forbes, right? Like, You've been in some incredible magazines. And just seeing you in all of your glory. I remember an image of you, you're like in your underwear or something. And you're like, yes, look at me, queen. And I just think you are such an inspiration, Erica. And yeah, I just think hell yes to having women like you in my orbit. I think we all need women in our orbit that are an inspiration to us. And what I loved about you, Erica, is that you didn't just want it all for yourself. You're on a mission to, yes, you want it all and that's bloody brilliant, but you also want other women to have it all. And that's why I love you. You don't just want it all for yourself. You will give everyone that works with you everything you know so that they can have it too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that comes down to, you know, when people are starting their business, I tell them they really need to have one, a spiritual why. Why are you doing this from a spiritual perspective? And then I think we need to have an earthly why as well. And for me, when I was going through my cancer experience, it was like, you are really here as a healer and you are here to help other women to remember their gifts, remember why they're here, and then to help them get their medicine out into the world. So by me helping all of these women to build their soulful businesses, all the people that I'm able to heal through them, it's like, that's my, I feel that is my reason for being here from like a a work service perspective anyway. I love that. And it's true. So Erica, can you tell me about that period when you had got your coaching qualification and you were trying to get your business off the ground? Because I feel like a lot of gorgeous women listening to this podcast might be at the point where they've got their coaching qualification and they just can't seem to get traction in their business. And we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> I remember being on a call with you and crying my eyes out because I couldn't get a paid client. Remember that moment? <laughs> Yes, very clearly. I still tell your story because it's so inspiring. You were literally like, I'm going to have to go back to corporate and get a job. I can't get a paid client. I love your story so much because, you know, however many months later, you were like, I've had 50 women come through my program. And I think you and I both took the approach of like, we burned all bridges behind. There was no plan B for you. You went to go back to corporate. Same thing. This was not not going to work for me, regardless of how hard it was, how many tears I shed. I was going to make it happen. I was going to figure it out. And I think it takes that kind of a mentality. Yeah, the only way it will fail really is if you quit. Otherwise, hire the right mentor, take the right courses, do what you need to do, follow your intuition and just don't quit. Yeah. How did you feel after you got your qualification? Was there a period where you were like, wow, I don't know if I can do this. I know that in the beginning, Erica, I think 
you decided not to go down the social media route because you just thought it was a time suck. How did you feel coming out of the gates and getting your first clients? How did you make that happen? Well, actually, do you know what's funny is I, at the time, I didn't know social media was a time suck. <laughs> and I, I just didn't want to be on it because I, I felt like such an imposter. I was comparing myself to everyone on social media to the point of my detriment that I was like, I need to figure out how to build my business off of here. And then of course, later what I realized and figured out is that people who are just trying to post on social media, it's a hamster wheel. Oh, totally is. Mic drop, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. And a recipe for getting no clients and burning yourself out and ultimately wanting to quit. So, but yes, I had that time period as well. I think I, it took me probably about six months after graduating to get my first client. And six months of a lot of rejection, a lot of fear, a lot of crickets, a lot of watching other people get their first clients and me not getting mine. A lot of me thinking this might not work and what am I going to do if it doesn't, but not really allowing that to be the forefront, not allowing that to take the, the driver's seat, I think was kind of what kept me going. Can you remember getting your first client, Erica? Where did that person come from? That person was a, refer a referral from a reach out. So one of the things that I have new people do, whether you're a coach or a healer or a healthcare practitioner or an Ayurvedic, I mean, whatever, is literally create a list of people. Who do you know? And I went back to LinkedIn colleagues from like my old recruitment days, you know, whatever. And I started reaching out to people. And when I started my business, I was a heart-centered career coach. I wanted to help like, because I had came from recruitment, I wanted to help corporate women to figure out what career they wanted to move into that felt more aligned for them. So I reached out to like 30 people, either via text or through email or whatever, and was like, hey, do you know anyone who is tired of being trapped in their corporate career? I have a new program or new, I'm doing this new coaching series for women who want to leave their corporate jobs. And who do you know? And I want to say three or four people sent some some people my way. And one of those became my very first client. Wow. Can you remember what you charged? Yes. $697 for a three-month coaching series. <laughs> wow. And would you mind sharing like roughly how much it would be to have three months with you now, just to show our listeners like the difference that a few years can take? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, a three-month series with me, actually the same structure as back then would be 15,000 US. Wow. Look at that. Just look at that. You can do it. Like You went from charging under $1,000 to now $15,000. It can happen. Can't it? It can happen. Oh, and it does. And it will. You know, it does and it will. So tell me, like, you had your first paying clients. You were building out your business, what would you say was the greatest lesson that you learned when it came to actually ripping the plaster off and putting yourself out there to try and to bring clients into your orbit? Yeah. So I think the number one thing for me back in the day was I knew I had to do it in a way that felt right for me in a way that I was going to enjoy it and in a way that didn't feel salesy. And so by me trying to post on social media, I didn't enjoy it. I actually hated it. I loathed it. I didn't get anything from it. So it made me actually want to like quit my business because I was so disappointed from putting in all this work and hearing nothing and getting no results. So I had this idea. I love being in person. I love teaching. You know, there's this like little metaphysical store that I always frequented as a client. Like I would buy crystals there. I would go and get a massage there. I would get Reiki done there. 
And they had a perfect little room with like lights and this beautiful window that they held classes in. And I was like, I wonder if I could just hold a class here. And so (laughs) I reached out to the owner and she was like, we'd love to have you hold a class here. And so I created this, like I call it my how how to discover your life purpose workshop. She promoted it for me to her newsletter list and on, you know, through her, her channels and 25 women came and I was like, oh my gosh, I sat barefoot on a yoga mat. We all sat on yoga mats in the, in the room and I had music playing and it just felt so like me. And I, you know, after the workshop, I shared how they could come and work with me and I signed enough clients to have like a, it was a $10,000 workshop. Wow. Yeah. Because enough of them wanted to sign into my program. And that was when I knew I was onto something. And doing that workshop, Erica, sounds so much more enjoyable than just posting consistently on Instagram and hearing crickets. <laughs> oh my gosh. As, yeah. I felt then like I had a real business. Whereas when I was just posting on social media, I felt like it just was destroying me from the inside out. <laughs> it does. Can you remember the mindset shifts that you had to overcome, Erica, to build your business? Yeah, I think, you know, and this is something that you know, because you I taught this in Soul Business Accelerator is looking at this as a business, treating this as a real business, not a not a side hustle, not a hobby, not something that you're kind of just doing on the side, but like this is a real business from the start. And so I knew that I wanted to get my business to six figures so that I could leave my job and I could leave my marriage and be able to support my kids which is, you know, $8,000 a month is six figures. And I remember saying, I need to approach my business and make decisions in my business and how I'm putting myself out there from the place of where I want to be and not where I am right now. Oh, I love that. So it's like your future self was in control of your business. Exactly. Making decisions from where you want to be rather than where you are today. And that takes that whole, you're not faking it until you make it, you're saying to yourself as a six-figure business owner, what am I going to do today for my business? How am I going to show up today? As a six-figure business owner, I'm not going to post on social media, then go run away and hide and not do anything else, right? I'm probably going to look at where can I get published or where might I be able to go and speak or what podcast can I get on where I can share more about the work that I do, right? So you start treating it very differently when you're making decisions from a place of where you want to be as opposed to where you actually are now. Oh my God, that is so true because our brains just want us to stay stuck. They don't want us to build a goddamn business, do they? Because it's scary as hell. They don't want us to put ourselves out there. They just want us to stay stuck. Yeah, that's like humans are biologically designed to feel fear and our brain's job is designed to keep us small and keep us safe so that we don't put ourselves out there and like go get attacked by the lions or whatever. You know, I mean, like, that part of our brain has not evolved to the level of consciousness that human society lives today. It's a very reptilian survival part of our brain. So, and you and I've talked about this too. It's like, we have to know that we're going to feel fear when we're building our business, like expect it. Yeah. Get comfortable being uncomfortable and allow the fear to be in the passenger seat with you. Just don't let it take over and don't let it drive the car. Do you think, Erica, that because you had your cancer diagnosis, that maybe there was a part of you that was like, fucking hell, if I can deal with that, I can deal with like getting and standing up in front of a crowd and saying, listen to me, I'm brilliant at this. (laughs) That's so funny. I haven't thought of that before. Do you know what? No, I don't think it was. I think for me, it was like what the cancer diagnosis did. I felt real spiritually connected through that time. And it was like, 
almost like whether you believe in God or source or the divine or whatever, it was like, I'll just say God, because that can be the term that I use. It was literally like, you know, he just kind of slapped me upside the head and was like, this is your responsibility to do this work. Like I am literally going to give you a chance and you better get your ass out there and do it because this is what you're here for. And so for me, it was like, no matter how scared I was, I felt that I had a responsibility to put myself out there and like, who am I to allow myself to get in the way of something so much bigger than me? Absolutely. Erica, would you mind sharing with us maybe some things that maybe didn't go well? Like I know that you maybe had a workshop and maybe only one person attended. Like let's normalize things not being perfect for every coach. Could you maybe share some things like that? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've, I think every entrepreneur fails more than they actually succeed. <laughs> I've had more failures than I have had successes, honestly. And again, it's because I just keep getting up after them and I keep going. Or I, th- I mean, I've had plenty of workshops where no one came, no one, not a single, not a single person. I think whenever I would have, let's say I had one booked and nobody would register, I would cancel that one. But I did have a couple where like two or three people had registered and then they just didn't show up. And so here I am sitting in this empty room, all prepared. I brought all my stuff. I've left my kids with the sitter or their or my my ex-husband and there's no one here. And you know, I sat in the room alone and I cried and I picked myself up and I went and I and I would do it again. How did you do that Erica because I know a lot of people listening might think, wow, if that happened to me, I probably want to quit my coaching business straight away or at least never try that strategy again. So, how did you just keep on going? Okay, that's a really good point because a lot of people will say that to us. Like whenever we talk to people about Soul Business Accelerator, they'll be like, "Oh, well I did a workshop and it didn't work." Well, okay, let's so here's the thing. Like it takes 10,000 hours to master something. Okay? That's like doing 5,000 2-hour workshops. So, how are you <laughs> how are you going to say that you did one or or no one showed up to one and then you're just going to quit and throw the whole thing away, you know? I did have evidence that it worked. Fortunately, my very first one was a super. So I was like, I can repeat that. You know, maybe it was a fluke, but let's just check. And so, you know, a lot of times I would have, like, let's say two people come to a workshop or five people come to a workshop. Even if I had one person sign or four people sign, like, I would still call that a success and it kind of allowed me to keep going. But I knew that it worked. And so I knew that. There's a reason why this one didn't work. Is it the place? You know, the people at this place holding it just aren't aligned? Or is it at the wrong time? Was it just a weird night? So, you know, what I would do is at that place, I would try it again a couple of months later. And if no one came, then I would literally take that place off my list and I just didn't hold a workshop there anymore. But I didn't throw the whole strategy out, you know, don't throw the baby out with the water type thing. I love that you were allowed yourself to be in like test mode. If you tested things and if things didn't work, you tweaked and you went and did it again. And I think as coaches, we need at the beginning of our business, well, always, to be honest, not just in the beginning, we've got to be willing to be in test mode. Else we won't put anything out there because we'll be too scared that it fails or it's not perfect. Yes. And literally, I will tell you after, I mean, now at this point, working with hundreds or thousands of women, success is always on the other side of failure. Always. I don't one person that has made it that has not failed probably more than they've succeeded. I agree. And when you think back to me crying on that call with you, huge success was actually around the corner. And now when I have a dip, and I do all the time, I know you will, we have moments where we're like, what? Can I continue with this? 
But then there's a breakthrough on the other side. So I kind of welcome these times now because I know something bigger and better is going to come on the other side. It's without a doubt. There is that saying, break, there's always the breakdown before the breakthrough. And it's actually really true. Would you like to share any more little failures with us, Erica? Yeah, I had a, well, I've had failed launches also. Those I think are the most devastating because for anyone who's done a launch before you, there's a lot of work that goes into it and you plan a lot and you, there's so much riding on it financially and now especially, but like I've had launches in the beginning where I remember the very first one I did, actually, I did, I did a, an online webinar or an online workshop and I, I had even like run little amounts of ads to it. And I think there were 30 people that showed up live, 150 people or so had registered. And I went through the whole thing and I was so excited when I got off. I hope I was like thinking I was going to see sales coming through. Nothing, not one, not one. And like I went to bed that night crying. I woke up the next day, checked my email, not a sale, not a, not a single sale. It's happened to all of us, the best of us. <laughs> what did you put that down to? That's a good question. Honestly, that I don't remember why that one didn't go because I did it again a few months later and I think I sold like 15 spots. So I think it was probably my energy. Honestly, I'm just, I'm not sure. Sometimes we don't know. Yeah. It's just not the right time. Yeah. And that took me a good two to three weeks to bounce back from. I was, I was a mess for a long time after that. I really was like in a bad place. But again, you pick yourself up and you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. So I don't remember what I did last time or differently the next time because this was quite a few years ago. But yeah, I've certainly had failed launches as well. And those are those are real hard, hard to come from. Yeah, they are. So Erica, a thing that I talk about all the time is big deal energy. I see you in your big deal energy a lot. And I just want to know, as a daily practice, how do you get into your big deal energy? Do you do anything in particular? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. And, you know, someone else was recently asking me, th- me this too, because the whole time that I've been building this company, you know, I was going through some really hard stuff. You were like, if, <laughs> if there was anything that was going to cause you stress in your life, you've ticked that box, right? <laughs> Cancer, divorce, COVID, you know, I mean, like, I mean, it's just been horrendous in all honesty, but what really allows me, it's like finding what fuels you. And for me, I know it's alone and it's in the mountains and it's doing my adventure. It gets the adrenaline going. I love it. I achieve big things out there and I can pull that back and achieve that in my business. So whether it be, you know, climbing a mountain or rafting something or skiing or snowboarding or whatever it might be. But to me, that just channels all of that adrenaline and the confidence and I know I can do big things out there and that really translate into my it translates into my business also. Ooh, that's wonderful. And if anyone isn't following Erica on Instagram, follow her and you will see her life in Colorado and it looks just gorgeous. She's got horses, she's got mountains. One day she's skiing, the next time she's like hiking. <laughs> yeah, it's always something out here. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. So Erica, what advice would you give to a coach that, that felt like giving up on getting to the holy grail of consistent clients? Well, one, it don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> and why not? Why would you tell her not to? Because if you're not getting consistent clients, you're not doing the right things to get consistent clients. It's actually that simple. 
the consistent marketing in the right way is going to get consistent leads, which is going to lead to consistent clients. So whether it be like hiring a mentor or whatever, but putting something in place in your business that is actually going to lead to consistent clients is number one, because it's it's that simple. Without consistency of doing the right action, it's not going to happen. But if you put the right actions consistently in place, it's going to happen. So it's not like a it's not like, oh my God, I just really want to like manifest consistent clients. Okay, great. And what are you putting in place consistently every single week or every single month in your business to make that happen? It's not rocket science. It just, it takes the strategy and the right action. And it's like what you spoke about earlier is that we see, we see so many coaches doing one thing once and then expecting to be fully booked. That is not going to happen. It takes consistency, but it also takes time. You can't just magic a wait list out of like posting on Instagram for a month. It's probably not going to happen unless you've got a huge budget behind you, then maybe it can. Absolutely. Honestly, though, even now, I have a multi-million dollar company. And if I just stopped doing all of my external marketing and just posted on social media, I guarantee you we would tank to probably like 20,000 a month, maybe. And right now we're anywhere between 100 and 200,000 a month. No matter how big you are, whatever, it's just not sustainable doing that on social media. So I think there is this false perception of, I'm just going to put myself out there and post constantly. And these clients are magically going to come and it doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't. And I think the sooner that new coaches realize that, the better then they can focus on other things. Yeah, have a presence on Instagram, but there's so many other more exciting and, and enjoyable things you could be doing. Like you, Erica, going and doing a gorgeous workshop in a yoga studio, that's far more enjoyable than just posting on Instagram. I totally agree. I found that with coaches who only focus on Instagram, they're going to quit their business a lot quicker than coaches that do other things as well. Oh my gosh, 100%. I would say 99% of the people that we have consultations with are in that spot. They're literally like, I'm about to quit. And we're like, okay, well, what are you doing for your marketing? And they're like, well, I'm posting on Instagram. Well, of course you want to quit your business. Duh. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Well, there's nothing worse and there's nothing more disheartening than putting your heart and soul into creating this beautiful content that isn't getting you anywhere in your business. There's only so long you can do that with no results before you're like, I'm out. Yeah. It feeds your inner critic, doesn't doesn't it? It feeds your inner critic with evidence that you're not good enough because no one's liking or commenting or engaging on your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get caught in that loop of thinking you're not good enough, it's a one-way ticket to quitting your business. Yes, and an almost guaranteed ticket. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So Erica, I would love for you to tell me, what is your favorite business book? And I know you read a lot, and I know you've probably got a lot in mind. So you can give me your number one, you could give me your top three. What business books would you recommend? My number one, and this shifted everything for me around my money mentality, was Denise Duffield Thomas. She's an Australian entrepreneur and her Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I read that book in 2015, and that was really like I was the the woman who was married and was like trying to get my husband to read books on creating wealth. And like I was getting so mad at him, like, why aren't you creating this epic life for us? Like, why are you not? Why, why are you not figuring this out? And it never occurred to me that like, hanging on a minute, I can actually create incredible income and wealth. It does not have to fall on his shoulders. And that book really flipped a lot of that for me around investing as well and on, and becoming an entrepreneur. And then I think the second one that I read a lot is The Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. 
I've tried to read that. I've tried, Erica. It's, um, it either resonates with you or it doesn't. I just cannot, I don't know, whatever it does to my brain, it just gets me so excited about doing money right and investing. And, you know, and the reason also why I teach money and why I love like talking about wealth so much, I think there's this, I think a lot of coaches and especially in the spiritual community, there's like this thing around if I'm going to be having an impact and doing this work, you know, I, I need to be broke. And so they'll like trade services or they'll do sliding scale or they'll always be discounting their work. And it's like, you are not a powerful coach or a powerful healer until you are fully supported financially and you are not wasting energy thinking about how you're going to pay your dang bills, you know? And like when a woman is earning money and she is abundant in her business, she is a more powerful coach a more powerful healer. She shows up so much more powerfully in her work and in her life. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching money also, because the impact that you then have is so much greater. And I just really love what T. Harv Eckerd does in that book, just around teaching you how to manage money, how to invest it and how to create actual wealth. Whereas I was never taught that. It was income and cash flow for me. It was like, never, how do I create wealth? And for me, yeah, I definitely am like, wanting to shift that in my lineage now and like actually create generational wealth for family moving forward. And that's really what that book did for me. So. Hell yes. One of the things that I remember, Erica, that you posted on Instagram, I don't know if you can even remember, but it was a reel of you and you said something like, isn't it funny when the contractors come around and they ask what your husband does for a living? And I'm like, it's me that does this for a living. Forget about the husband. I don't even have one. And I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> Can you remember posting that? I do. And it will happen. Since then, I've had a couple of contractors come in my house and they're like, oh, what time's your husband home? And I'm like, y'all, I don't have a husband. This is Yeah, this is all me. This is all me. Yep, you're helping to her. <laughs> I love that. Do you have a third business book, Erica, that you would recommend? Yeah. So have you ever heard of the series? They're older, but they're also really good. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. No, I haven't. Okay. Rich Dad, Poor Dad would be a great book to read. That's the start of the series. But the second book that he wrote was called The Cashflow Quadrant. And The Cashflow Quadrant really taught me also about the difference between an employee being self-employed being a business owner and an investor. And I just learned so much about being an entrepreneur, running a business, and also like around the direction that I wanted to take my business too. Because I think a lot of us start out not knowing that. We're like, I just want to earn money so that I can like do whatever. But we don't really think about the bigger picture of like, hey, what do we actually want to create here? What does this look like? Oh my goodness. I need to get that one and I need to revisit the T-Hov Echo one as well. And maybe even the DDT one because I've um it's been a while since I read that. Erica, thank you so much. Before we finish, we obviously need to know how the hell can people work with you? What have you got going on? What can we what can we come to? What can we watch? How can we get in your space? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I do have a, the 12-minute training video that I can send you the link to, Leanne, but that just shares my strategy that we teach uh to get you to figures. Yeah. And that's and then of course. From there, if you wanted to book a call, we then talk about Soul Business Accelerator. And that's the the roadmap really from a, an offering perspective to a marketing perspective to take your business from zero to consistent $8,000 a month. Fantastic. And Erica, do you have any like live events coming up? Any Soul Business lives? Yeah, 
There will be one in April. Um, you can buy tickets. The, the tickets to buy are just at the very top of my website, um, which is www.ericacarico.com. You can come and I'll teach that strategy. Yeah, in a two-day event live in April. Fantastic. And what about Instagram? I know we haven't been seeing anything good about it, but let's drop your Instagram as well. Yeah, I am on Instagram. It's Erica Lynn Carico on Instagram. And this is the thing too, like what you said, it's like, if you want to have a presence on social media, have a presence, you know, but I think do it from a place of having fun and wanting to show up there as opposed to a place of like, this is where all of my clients are, you know, and that's the the strategy that you and I really take on social media. Now it's like, eh, if I'm there in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Erica, thank you so much. I love you. You are amazing. Lots of love, darling. Thanks, lovey. Bye-bye. It's been an absolute pleasure having you listen and thank you so much for tuning in. Come and say hello to me on Instagram at underscore Leancia underscore. Head to Leancia.com if you want the show notes. And if you are ready to build your rockstar coaching business sooner rather than later, come under my wing, darling. Just drop me a DM and we will rendezvous.